Good morning. I am Apostle William B. Corrector, the presiding prelate of Discovered Being Ministry Incorporated. I'd like to wish and thank each one of you for tuning in to today's podcast as we celebrate on the Sabbath day for the word of God said, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Today we will be talking about unity. One of the things that we will be speaking on is the threefold cord that's not easily broken. Let us go to the throne of grace. Father God, in the precious name of Jesus, we come today, Lord God, on this day. Father, help us to remember every day should be a Sabbath day in us as we relate to your praises and your worship as it relates to how we treat our fellow man. Father, we thank you today that Satan is underneath our feet and that he has a place reserved in hell to be chained for a thousand years, to be released, and then to return into eternal damnation. Father, we thank you for the love that you have given us through your Son. We thank you for the new and better covenant that thou hast bestowed upon us and allowed us to be engrafted in in the covenant of Abraham. I will bless those that bless you. I will curse those that curse you. I will make your name great. Your descendants shall be like those of the sands of the seashore. Lord, as we come today, we bind the works of the flesh, our carnal minds, which are enmity against thee, and not subject to the law of God, and indeed cannot be. Father, we thank you, and we praise you today for giving us your word that became flesh and dwelt among us. Father, bless this podcast as it goes out into every nation, every kindred, every tongue, every community. Father God, we ask that it prosper whereunto you are sending it. And we thank you in Jesus' name. We know that in the book of Ecclesiastes, it talks about a threefold cord is not easily broken. We know that that relates to unity. But we're going to talk about how are two better than one. Found in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9. In his pursuit of wisdom and learning, Solomon discovers that a few things in life hold more value or enduring satisfaction than true friendship. In Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 to 12, Solomon reflects on the importance of companionship and the benefit of the people working together. He began by stating, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. Found in Ecclesiastes chapter four, verse nine. Solomon agrees with God that it is not good for the man to be alone. Found in Genesis chapter two, verse 18. Two are better than one and work in a work setting because a pair of labors can accomplish more than a person working alone. 
Difficult jobs become easier with four hands and double strength of the people working together. Even though profits are divided, two laborers have a better return on their efforts. They achieve more than one person alone. Two individuals also bring a more varied skill set to the table and offer different strengths to complement and encourage one another. Two are better than one because if one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. It states that in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 10. Sometimes we fall down physically and need help getting up. But the maximum has never has even greater emotional and spiritual implications. When we stumble in our spiritual walk or downtrodden, downtrodden with emotional burdens, it's vital to have a friend, a mentor, who can come alongside us and help us restore us to wholeness in our relationship with God. Apostle Paul told the Galatians, Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. Let me give it to you the way we always hear it. If one is overtaken in a fault, let ye that are spiritual Restore such a one. Amen. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of Christ. Found in Galatians chapter 6 verse 1 and 2. If you ever spent the night out in freezing elements, you know that two are better than one. Because the two people lying close together can keep each other warm. Hallelujah. But how can one be warm alone? That's found in Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 11. Not only is it harder to stay warm traveling alone at night, but it is more dangerous. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are better, for triple braid cords cannot be easily broken. Find in Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 12. We need Christian friends for emotional, practical, and spiritual support through life's hardships. If we nurture relationship with other believers, we will always have someone to help us stay on track and lift us back up when we fall. God's people are not meant to live in isolation, but walk this road together, found in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, and Acts chapter 2, verse 44. In the earliest days of the church, Christians Worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals 
with great joy and generosity, found in Acts chapter 2, verse 46. Jesus prayed for his followers to be united as one, just as he and the Father were one, John chapter 17, verse 21. This sort of unity and cooperation in the body of Christ binds believers together in perfect harmony. Reference Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 to 14, allowing God's love to be brought to the full expression in us. Referenced in 1 John chapter 4, verse 12. The body of Christ is stronger and more protected as we care one another through the adversities and celebrates life victories together. As we work together and walk together in strength of unity, we accomplish more for God's kingdom, found in John chapter 13, verse 35. When Solomon said, two are better than one, he acknowledged that true godly friends are a comfort in need a help in trouble, a companion in toil, and a protectorate, protective guard against danger. Amen. You know, we can do everything together. We play ball together. We run up and down the street, drink together, lie together, do all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to God, it always is a problem. We always have something to say, well, Lord, I don't know why this happened to me. Well, I'm telling you why it happened to you. Because, number one, you haven't been rooted, grounded. You haven't been grounded, rooted in Christ. You have not taken on his work, nor have you taken on his ways. So what do you expect? There's no unity in sin. Sin is a, shows a, a separation, as I spoke in the last podcast, about the separation that sin causes and what it causes when it's finished. Death, lust, sin enters to the world through lust. And when sin is finished, it brings forth death. Let us go on to the second segment of this podcast. What is the importance of Christian unity? Where two or three are gathered together in my name. I am in the midst. I didn't say that. It's written in the book. And if you believe in God, you got to believe in his word. Shortly before he went to the cross, Jesus prayed for unity among his followers. Holy Father, protect them by, by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. Found in John chapter 17, verse 11. Later in the same prayer, Jesus asked that all of them may be one. Father, just as you and I in me and I am in you, may they also be in us. Hallelujah. I have given them the glory that you gave me. The glory is God's word, folks that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they might be brought to completely, to complete unity. John chapter 17, verse 21 through 23. Obviously, Christian unity is important 
to our Lord. Jesus not only prayed for unity, but he gave the reason that Christian unity is important. He asked that all believers may be in the Father and the Son, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Hallelujah. We are the witnesses. That's why I tell people we are ambassadors. We are to tell it. But however, a lot of us, we are negating our duties. And then Jesus prayed for complete unity so that the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Found in verse 23 of John chapter 17. When Christians are united in Christ, the world sees two things clearly. Jesus was sent by the Father and loves his church. Boy, when you go in there raising hell in church, you got a problem. In Romans chapter 15, verses 5 and 6, we see another more general reason that Christian, Christian unity is important. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another. In accord with Christ Jesus, <clears throat> that together you may be one voice, glorify the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The bottom line is God's glory. God's people should be speaking with one voice in glorifying God. Christian unity comes with Christian maturity, and it is always something that we strive to attain. Apostle Paul instructs us to make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace, found in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3. How is it done? Every time you go around some people, there's never a peaceful word. There's never anything to do with peace. It's always chaos. But we as Christians, we have been given the weapons to calm that storm, to walk peacefully with all men. Let me continue what I was doing before I get started. Helping us toward that unity are the gifts of the Spirit. You can't do it alone. Your flesh cannot work out Christ's salvation. The Spirit works out the Spirit in you to be, take control over your flesh and ungodly thoughts and deeds. God has given each Christian different gifts. And their exercise in the edification of the church leads to more and more unity. One purpose of the gift is that we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God. Hallelujah. And become mature, attaining to the measure and the fullness of Christ found in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13. To promote Christian unity, God presents the church in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 through 27, as a living body. Not dead, church. Not dead works, but a living body. The body has many members, each specialized to work to do. But all the parts are united in the head of the body, which is Christ. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15. Christians naturally form local communities. 
in which no one needs to rejoice or suffer alone. Romans chapter 12, verse 15, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 26. Christians from many different backgrounds working in unity display the power of the gospel and the university of the saving message. Galatians chapter 3, verse 26 to 28. Christians bring honor to God's name by pursuing unity in the power of the Holy Spirit who brings us together as one through faith in Christ. You can't do it no other way. If he don't abide in you and you don't abide in him, you cannot walk this walk and you cannot talk this talk and you cannot produce the works of Christ. Christian unity is virtually is virtue, but there are some things that can and should limit unity. We don't pursue unity simply for the sake of unity. It is Christ and his truth that unites us. Hallelujah. Spiritually, we are to separate from professed brothers and sisters in Christ who live in persistent, unrepentant sin. Matthew chapter 18, verse 15 through 17. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. And from those who teach false doctrine found in Revelation, referenced in Revelation chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. Watch out for those who cause division and put obstacles in your way that we are contrary to the teachings you have learned. <laughs> Keep away from them. Romans chapter 16, verse 17. And as Ephesians chapter 4, 13 intimates, we won't reach the full Christian unity until we attain the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So we probably won't fully realized Christian unity in this world, but we strive for it. The unity of faith in Christ brings and extends God's love on earth and dem demonstrates the truth of who Jesus is. Unity in the church foreshadows the worship in heaven where a great multitude from every nation, tribe, People and language stands before God and cries out with a loud voice. Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, found in Revelation chapter 7, verse 9 and 10. As we conclude this podcast today, sisters and brothers, we, we have gone astray in many of our ways in many of our doctrines, many of our polities in the church, we have gone astray from the true doctrine of Christ. And God says, anybody bring the doctrine that, that is not like what Christ brought to us, we are not to allow them in our house. We are not to bid them God speak. We are not to be partakers of their iniquities. But by doing so, we become a partaker of their evil doings. I come as one that has been in the world. I know what the world has to offer, and that word is simply nothing but death. 
I ask you in the name of Jesus to remember that where two or three are gathered together in his name, he would be in the midst. He also said where two would agree upon anything on this earth, ask that he may give it to you. We're walking around here now allowing our children to be taken because we don't know how to fight. We're allowing our houses to be infiltrated with sin and all manner of idolatry and harlotry because we don't know the way. God is, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He came that we might have a right. He gave us power over all the power of the enemy. So why are we sitting here allowing this defeated foe who's Satan to take our kids, killing them with guns, putting drugs in their bodies, and hoard them in their, in their spirit, and they're going out killing each other. They're going out raping each other. They're going out misleading others. Your life says a lot, sisters and brothers. Your life says a lot to this world on how you live. Not so much your mouth, but how you live and what you project in your community, on your job. I'm not a political man. I don't even deal with politics. I know that there's a government and I have to honor them, but I don't get involved with it. Why? Because I'm on another, another government. And that's the government of God through Christ Jesus. God bless you. May he smile upon you and give you peace.